Welcome to Profitable Powerhouse Properties with the AHI Group. My name is Jonathan Cook, and again today I have with me my esteemed co-host Brian Jenkins. Brian, we're part of the AHI Group. We say that at the beginning. Can you explain a little bit what that actually means? Sure. Hello, everyone. Yeah, the AHI Group. So we've been around basically since about 1990. We're operating corporate housing company and property management firm and some other services. But we're doing that focused around relocation. We're operating in six states and 12 different marketplaces. Manage somewhere around 2,000 corporate apartments and a little over 1,000 single-family homes. So that's that's kind of us in a nutshell. That's a pretty big nutshell, Brian. It can be. Yeah, it absolutely is. <laughs> um, I think today, last episode, we had Filter Easy and we, we had a guest on to to. You know, help everyone out when when it comes to, all right, I have this property now. How can I make sure that I'm making the most out of my, my property by, you know, really drilling in with uh, preventative maintenance, things of that nature. But but that was assuming you already had properties, Brian. Yeah, that was, you've got it. Now, how do I, how do I make you know, sure I'm, how do I make sure I'm saving some money yeah. and extending my systems out there to, to get the max life expectancy out of those systems? Well, Brian, let's focus today on. How do we get those properties? All right. What happens if you don't have any properties yet? That's the fun stuff. If you don't have any properties, you can't make any money. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how how, how often your air filters are, are being changed if you don't have a property to change a filter in, Brian. Yeah, other than your primary house. Sure. You know, your well, primary residence, you could still use that in your primary residence for important. your own benefit. So it's, sure. it is important. Save your own air conditioner. So right. But Brian, let's talk about, let's talk about buying property today. We're, we're talking about profitable powerhouse properties. Let's... Buy some properties. Let's make profit. So let me ask you a question before yeah. you get going. So what's the one thing you love about working at a real estate brokerage? Oh, God. Look at the diff- properties. Property, Actually right? looking and buying properties, helping people buy properties. And the deals that come across your desk. Oh, my right? gosh. What I about mean, this one, Brian? Some of them are really great. Some of them are pretty crappy. But sure. uh, just being able to see and just envision what this could be. So, so we're going to drill in on some local market stuff. We're going to drill in on some national stuff. Yeah. And uh, and again, kind of, you know, we referenced this the last time, but if you're sitting on your sofa in Portland, Oregon, and you're looking to buy in Birmingham, Alabama, or Cincinnati, Ohio, or St. Oklahoma Louis, City. Missouri, or Oklahoma City. Rhode Island, I hear. Rhode Island. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so wherever. Uh, sure. there, there are tools out there that you can use, and uh, you, can, you can build yourself a nice little nest egg. Just using these tools, sitting, <clears throat> sitting on your sofa, watching yeah. TV in the background. Playing on you your phone your now. You can do it all on your phone now. That's true. But before we get going, because there's a great little sidebar I'm going to say here because I'm just going to brag about myself, Brian. I don't care. I don't, I don't know if you mind real quick. All right, but, brag on. Okay. Brag. You were talking about what is my favorite part, finding those deals, right? Mm-hmm. Like last week, I closed on that property. That was a deal that literally just popped up. I was talking to one of our investors that, that we actually deal with on a day-to-day basis. We manage his properties. We we mostly manage He lives properties. outside of our state, by the way. Yeah. So. He, he doesn't live here. He, he was I was talking to him on the phone, doing a market analysis of one of his current rentals that he already had with me. And in that, in that period of time, I'm looking, trying to figure out, right, well, what can we rent this property for? Um, there's this area. And, and I do a... A weird little search because I'm. You know, I'm you a, use the polygon word. I use my polygon word. Right. Right? I'm a snowflake. I, I make a. It's almost a snowflake is how I draw. I use. A, I'm. It's a polygon. We'll talk a bit more about the polygon later. I'm using my polygon, finding cool properties, and I came across just 
I mean, you saw the deal. It was, yeah. it was, there was already a tenant in this property. Yeah. It was making 600 and some odd dollars. Yeah, not, it doesn't not, matter. Not a big deal. Not a big is, deal. This is a great starter deal. This is a. It was $22,000. Yeah. yeah. It was $22,000 with a tenant in it. With a tenant intact. Brian, what is 1% of $22,000? Real oh quick. Oh, guys. Just a 1%. I mean, it, it's just got to be drawing. What two hundred twenty dollars a month, and it was right. making over six hundred. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And crazy that that is the oh, kind of properties I, I told that story because that's what that that is real. That is a thing that happened. I closed on it Wednesday. Yeah, that is that is a real thing that has just happened, and that I think is where I want to start today, Brian. That those are out there. That's how do we like if you're investing in properties. What is the point of, of spending money if you're not making money in properties? How do we find them? How do we, how do we get to those? Yeah. Where are they at? Where are the num- what do you look for when you find a property? Well, is that all that's out there? And the answer to that is no. They're, I mean, they're out there on every level. Yeah. That's, that. you know, that we, we view that one as a low-end. A low-end, but it was but a great gold. rate of return. Gold, yeah, man. Gold. gold. I'd buy that all day long. Absolutely. So. And I think that's how that's how I want to start today. What, what do you is, look we for? didn't even buy it. We didn't buy it. No, I, I didn't buy it. it. We passed oh, it man, I really wanted to buy it, but... But that's, I think, that is something that I would like everyone here to know. That's why I told that story. I want people to know, what do you look for? How do you find a property? And what are you looking for? What are, what are your key touchstones for, should I buy this property or not? Yeah, set some benchmarks, basically. What are your benchmarks? Okay. And where do you go to find them, Brian? Okay. I think the, the first place, if you're sitting on your couch right now listening to us, Brian, where can people go right now if they want to... They want to buy a property in, I don't know, New Orleans. We're not in New Orleans. So that so we're not plugging us. Of course, if you want to go buy one in Birmingham, Alabama, go to ahiproperties.com. Uh, anywhere we actually, uh, anywhere sure. we are located. So At Montgomery. Not just Birmingham. No, that's no, just we where we're yet. sitting. That's <laughs> why it popped in my head. But aside from that, aside from just plugging ourselves, Brian, but, if someone wanted to go. Yeah, and I think the key is, I think what you're getting at is, if you don't know a yeah. local expert, you yeah, don't have a relationship with somebody. Sure. Definitely encourage you do your research on the marketplace first. Mm-hmm. No kind of dive into. I mean, the internet's a powerful tool. You can find out a lot of stuff on the internet. Just get an idea of what's going on in the market. You know what? What are the economic drivers? What's yeah. the property value doing? What properties out there available? You can find that out through just Google search. Sure. Right. But if you don't have a partner in a local market, where might you go? to try to find a piece of property all the way on the other side of the country. Are we going to start okay. talking about Roofstock? We're going to start talking about Roofstock because I, I love Roofstock. Let's uh, what Roofstock is real quick. I'm sorry. All right. So Roofstock is a company based out of Oakland, California. And uh, we came across them a couple years ago. And we've partnered with them as a uh, property management provider. Plus, the thing we love about them, for the investor, there's no cost. You subscribe to their service on their website. You build yourself a profile, what you're looking for. And they actually help you, advise you along the way. You identify a property, and you know with Roofstock, the cool thing that they do, uh, I think it's cool anyways, they certify the property before they list it. So they're already laid eyes on it. They've inspected it. No matter where it's at in the country, they just partner up with people and send them out, take a look at it, and it's got to meet a certain level of criteria to be listed on their site. Sure. And these are investor-to-investor sales. These aren't mm-hmm. retail resales. You're going to get the better deals when you're going investor to investor, and a large percentage of the properties are tenant tenant occupied. Sure, they're already, you know, they're already. You're just buying money, rent, right? That's... You're buying a tenant, and you're buying a rent check. And what does that mean? Like that, you're buying income. You're purchasing. That's right. 
Well, here's another cool thing. They have copies of the leases on their on their website. They have copies of the, the tenant ledger showing the cash flow in and out. Yep. So you know what type of performance you're getting out of your tenant before you ever say, hey, I like that one. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they help you out along the way, all the way through the closing. And, uh, and they partner with good property management yep. professionals across the country. So you're not just dropped on... Your head. Afterwards. That's right. That's you, right. They advise you. They'll. You got a net under you. Yeah. Anywhere they're operating, they've actually come in. They've vetted the property management companies. Property managers have to perform to certain levels to be a certified partner. Sure. So it adds real value to it. And again, there's no cost to you, yeah. the purchaser. So where the where the money's made is on the resale side. Absolutely. So the other beautiful thing from our standpoint is if you're an investor and you want to liquidate a property. Yeah. I've got one right now. We're, we're looking at liquidating seven properties across the three more markets. Than one. Yeah, yeah, several. But we've gone to Roofstock and we say, okay, <clears throat> we're going to list these properties on Roofstock. And whether they get gobbled up by one investor or seven different investors, sure. either way, it's going to be it's going to be good. And they don't do deep discounts on the properties. Sure. It's the fair market value for investor to investor sale. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody's really happy. Like, it's all, it's yeah, all a win win. It is. It's a win win. But really, what it's done is it's really opened the marketplace up nationally. Yeah. And whether you're in the states or outside the states or whatever, you're able to see stuff across the country outside of your local market. Mm-hmm. And there's still the advantage of the other side of that coin is working with a local provider such as us and allowing us to identify stuff that's specific to our market that's not listed. Yeah, because yeah. you don't you don't know all the little intricacies no, of no. don't buy on this street, buy on that street. But for, for something of well, that one has a train train right next to it. You right. You, it's right. too, too loud. And MLS is valuable. But sure. the real value is buying stuff that's off market. Yes. We know you know, we have insight to what's going on, as do other property management firms across the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got an investor doing this. They're getting ready to get out of the game. And that house sitting on the boom, market? It's not on the market. It's not on MLS yeah. or And a lot of times, a lot of the leasing laws within the states prohibit a property from being listed on MLS until a certain time within sure. the lease uh, to protect kind of tenant tenant rights as well. So, and, but there's also, there's more than just roof stock out there, Brian. There's, there's there a is. ton of, there is. There's a ton of investor-to-vestor sales. There's, there's a ton of turnkey providers. There's a bunch of, there's ways to purchase properties outside of driving up and down a street and seeing a sign in a yard. There's there's so many other ways. And to make money, to, to, to be, if you're the person that is trying to increase their financial, just their whole nest egg, their, their, their financial freedom, you're not buying a property just because somebody shared it on Facebook. You're you're not just going out there looking on MLS. Oh, where's a good? And the oh, thing, I like that. The thing about those sources is usually by the time it's out there on those sources, it's too late to get a great deal. Profit's gone. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's somebody, not gone, well, it's, somebody's it's taking a piece of it for themselves. Yeah, they have. So yeah, so that's what you got to watch out for. So what are there's a lot of services you can be in. Like you said, Portland, Oregon is a great place to start because it's so far away. From yeah, us. So that's the, why that's why I like it. It's so far away. But there's from another us. one that's really it's up and coming. We're we're about to partner with them. It's it's a it's a good system. I, I really like it. But it's called Investimate. Yes. And uh, this one and this particular system, you'll you'll go through a provider, but it's like if you were our client and we put you into this system and mm-hmm. you set your own individual profile up, it draws properties to you on a national level. Yeah. But it's specific to what you're looking for. Yeah. So that's where it's a little bit different. The other one drives you're you're looking at properties yeah. and determining 
if this it fits property you. fits me. Yeah. This system actually drives properties that fit you back into you. So then it's you like can an do Amazon wish list. That's right. It's I heard list. you like that's this. It. I heard you like this. According People that bought this. That's right. Also purchased the house here. So and that's it, kind of a new concept. And and, and again, it's uh, it, we're just you know within the next month or so we'll be online with those guys. So really excited about that. And then of course we we're going to talk about. Some of the other stuff out there, Epic Real Education pieces, yeah, uh, Epic Mercedes and Matthew. They they have they have their own podcast and it is fantastic. Yeah. And we've spoken with Mercedes and mm-hmm. and we we have a few of a few clients that have actually learned from them and and listened to their podcast and we'll uh, consider them mutual clients. Absolutely, they become they our are, clients. Absolutely, property management. And she has a portfolio that that people essentially can can buy from. It's it's very interesting, and, and I definitely suggest everyone listen to their podcast. Yeah. There's a ton of information. One of the things is they're always adding to the portfolio. Yep. So. And they also are always adding to the knowledge. They do a podcast yeah. every single day, which never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, and there's other uh, and there's other ones out there. There's dozens of them across the country. We work with several. Just a quick mention of a couple would be uh, Real Wealth Network is another great one. Yes. Great podcast. And again, they're they're advising you, teaching you how to be a successful investor, yeah, and uh, kind of pointing you to areas where the deals can be absolutely failed. So, Narada, yes, is another, oh my gosh, yeah. So there's so much stuff out there. So it's 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 a great just oh man. It's just so different than it was a decade ago. And I think a good thing that I would like to mention about like why why are we okay? We have our own podcast. We have our own business. Why is it okay for us to? Say, hey, also listen to these guys. Check these people out. It's because we all work in tandem. Like, we're not the people that we've mentioned, the companies that we've mentioned, it's not out there trying to take advantage of anybody. The way that all of these companies and ourselves and you, the listener, make money is we partner with each other. That's what all this is, is is we help each other. We lift each other up. That's why I'm perfectly fine with telling people to listen to these people, check these people out. Yeah. Because if they make money, then you make money, and then that person makes money, and then the other person well, makes the, money. The fun thing for us is then you have an educated investor. Absolutely. So they they know what they're looking for. They know what they're what they're it, talking about. We're speaking our language. We're speaking their language. It helps so. everyone it when everyone helps each other out. It's just a really the way that this market and the way that technology and the way that the whole concept of investing in properties has come to nowadays is it's a very a friendly kind of whole ordeal. Every, everyone in it, there's nobody, there's the people that we talk to at least. We're, we're, I want to make it clear that this whole thing is is a mutual environment of profitability here. Yes. That's, that's yeah. the only way to win is to make sure that it's a win-win situation on all accounts. Yeah. And those are places you can go to find properties. What are your touchstones? Now let's get to touchstones. I think... Uh... Just thinking, what? Why are we? You know, we talked about. We're talking about why we're yeah. doing this. So I think it's important to point out that we we like the education piece. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'd love to have people as clients, but we're really not. We're not driven by what's in it for us. Not at all. Yeah, it's it's really what's in it for the industry. What's in it for the investor, the other management firms across the country, yeah. the other brokerages, the education pieces through podcasts and networks. Gosh, there's just so many working parts and, and moving parts and working pieces within the whole equation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. And, uh, and I think if we drill in on this buy the properties, find the property. So we talked about a couple of things. So yeah. now I think we should transition into how each of those works. So local provider. Sure. 
what the benefit of that is, mm-hmm. versus something. And we're going to use, we're going to take an, just a, a view of a service-like roofstock. And we'll okay. just Perfect. use that as an example. So there's okay. two different options and how each one can be deployed successfully. Okay. Okay. Do we want to talk about, because we've made the point clear, you can be in Duluth. It doesn't matter where you are. And you can buy a property anywhere. Right. That's That was kind of the beginning of, of that's how we're really dialing where to find your properties. If you're in a area like um, Los Angeles, it doesn't matter where you are, but let's use Los Angeles. The price points, your entry level to buy over there is crazy. Absurd, right? <laughs> I, crazy. I, I was recently <laughs> talking to a young fellow investing. He lives out in Los Angeles. He li- actually lived in the city limits of Los Angeles. And he was talking about, you know, he works and, 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 you know, he listens to a lot of podcasts and he got the idea of, you know, I probably should invest in some, some properties. And he was looking at some C grade properties, maybe even D grade properties in Los Angeles. And he's like, my entry level to buy in over there was so absurdly high. And he somehow through the course of podcasting or, or just talking to a lot of people in the industry before he ended up buying he heard somebody toss Birmingham, Alabama out there. And he was like, the entry level to buy goes from $300,000 to buy a house that I'm going to have to put a ton of money into Mm -hmm. just to make it habitable to, I can spend... Something he probably wouldn't live in himself, right? No, God, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) He's like, I can spend under a hundred in your market and... Oh, you can get a good product for a hundred. You can get a great product. You, You can have a product that's that you would live in in $100,000 yeah. in, in our market. And that's being able to reach out to look at another market. Where are the markets that you can buy in inexpensively and make a ton of money? And I think... Well, to fit your model, yeah. your, your specific model, whether it's to make a ton of money or whether it's or to just, build an investment yeah. portfolio that's going to return to sure. you in the future. So so do we want to talk about how to buy, let's let's take the actual, do we want to take the market out of it or do we want to use a specific example in a specific market right now? No, I, I think we, again, I, I think our emphasis for this particular episode should be on local market expertise mm-hmm. versus buying through a system like Roofstock. Okay. So where you're sitting on your sofa and you're just looking. Okay. okay. So because, you know, you alluded to it, so the, the guy from Los Angeles you were speaking to, I mean, Alabama's on the investment map. I mean, Absolutely. it's on all these network maps. They're saying you can buy, you can still find deals in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that's because of markets like Atlanta kind of drying up. Yeah. So the opportunities are fewer and far between in Atlanta. So naturally, there's a transition into the B market. Absolutely. And we're close to Atlanta. We're only a few hours away. So so being able to, to buy in a, a stable market place that's got some good economic drivers, mm-hmm. good median income, you know, good medium home values, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So... So I think we focus on that. So what? let's start with somebody called us out of the blue. They found us sure. through this podcast or something else, yeah. and they want us to help them find an investment property. Okay. What's the benefit of us or a firm like us being the bird dog for them, so to speak? Yeah, I think definitely. I, kinda, I'll tell you what. Let's go back okay. to your early example. Sure. Let's go back to the one, you, the deal you found for $22,000. Sure. Okay. Let's, exactly. Let's use that as a case study. I think the big driver with that property is that the the local area over there is becoming it's going from what probably used to be a D 
classification for properties in that area. It definitely used to be D. I remember it being a D yeah. over there. Yeah. I remember being that that whole area being like a and this classified a D just in general terms. So <clears> it's <throat> older, smaller properties, higher crime rate areas. Yes. School systems have low ratings. Absolutely. Properties are in general state of disrepair. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So so maybe 10 years ago, you could drive through that area of Birmingham and there would be houses that would have been literally falling in on themselves. I mean, the, the, the roofs are gone. I mean, right. they've been burned down. Foundation issues, all kinds of stuff. Everything. And they're falling apart. And these houses are built in that area. East Lake is what? Vacant homes, vacant lots. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And th- those houses were all built in, what, the 40s, yeah, 30s, 40s? 40s. And and when they were originally built, they were, they were they were nice. Sure, I mean, I think my grandmother actually used to live in East Lake when before my dad was born. Now that's that's, that's an the area. footprint of those homes is small. Yeah, very small. Uh, square footage, you remember? Twelve hundred ish. Twelve hundred fifteen hundred. Twelve to fifteen hundred is probably average. Yeah, fifteen will be a large probably. Yeah, so. definitely. That's uh, some basements, some some not. Sure. Some crawl space. Yeah, Alabama's kind of funny like that. There are a few. Few basements in this yeah. area because of water table levels and a variety of things. So, and most of them are one story. Yeah, the majority of them are, yeah. are one story, three bedroom, one bath homes. That's so, that's probably the average. So let's talk one. about ten years ago. If you drove down the street, how many nice houses would you see? Zero on the street. Zero. Zero. Okay. So let's go back five years. You drive okay. down the same street. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've got how many homes that have been rehabbed? One. Okay. Like that, that was. Yeah. This is a very, very new area for I think. Investment and yeah, for the rehab, for the rehab, yeah, the rehab so, portion is what I specifically am talking about. So, when I say investment, I'm talking about people putting money in there, taking a home from disrepair, falling apart, nobody would live in it, right? To this is a nice house now. We, we've done some things to this part. We want to live Whether in this it's area. owner occupied or sure, or leased because so it's and it was proximity. I think that's what right. started it, right? It was right. proximity to the downtown. City center. Well, I think what drove it, yes, that. But then we'll, you know, if we rewind a little bit, what drove it was inventory drying up in the primary focus market, Absolutely. which was a little bit east. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So okay. everybody jumped into that pot and started buying properties and rehabbing and all that. So mm-hmm. then the selection started to dwindle. Yeah. So then you work your way back toward downtown. Yeah, absolutely. So well, that was. Honestly, I think you're talking about further east. I think you're talking about the center point. Yeah, center point, Roebuck, Huffman. And, so. and, and I think... And Pinson. Pinson got gobbled sure. up in there. And well, and I think their their size is what helped them for years and yeah, years yeah, and yeah. years. There's a It's a large rental area. Blue-collar working neighborhoods. And and I think a lot of people bought in that. And the size was it helped because there was a ton of inventory. Yeah. And even though that there were houses, there's some very nice neighborhoods over there. Three and $400,000 homes in those cities. You can go and... They were there. But I think the fact that they were the size of that area was to where people could dial down and find the the few gems, and because it was so big, you could find a bunch of things. Oh, I can buy that house for under a hundred and yeah. put a renter in it and make my one percent back. You could definitely find cash flow properties. You definitely could cash flow. So so let's come back to same street again. Yeah. Okay. And we're driving down it last month. How many houses do we see on the same street? Uh, so we went from two zero. To what was it, five? Yeah, one or two. Five years ago, it was was one one or two. One, maybe two. All right, so today. Now, I think in the same area, you're looking at two-thirds of that that same street is either owned by an investor that that has done some rehab to it Mm -hmm. um, and has a tenant in there, or has been purchased by a owner-occupant that has also done rehab because they like the idea of that area, they like the 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 distance to 
the city center they like that they can buy a house for under a hundred thousand dollars and then make it fit what they want their house to be. They can really, you can really like customize what you want in that area nowadays. Yeah. Like instead of spending, you know, half a million dollars and buying a house that has everything you want in it and say, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, or finding, you're finding homes with good bones over there for anywhere from 20 to really? twenty. Really? That, bl- and that's, that's insane. Yeah. Who like $20,000. Like yeah, that's that's crazy. That's absurd. So, and you can buy a twenty thousand dollars house that you're right has good bones that that's structurally sound. Yeah. Maybe even has a few years left on that roof. And you can put you you do your basic systems, your air conditioner. We live in Alabama; it's hot. You have to have an air oh, conditioner. You gotta have an air conditioner. <laughs> Central air. So so you you can go and spend twenty thousand dollars on a property, buy get an air conditioner, get a roof. For safety, you, you need to yeah. you need to make sure that that roof is fine. New systems, water heater, systems, water heater, whatever. and you've what? How much is that? If if you just average out those three, that's ten grand, twelve grand, uh, maybe twelve. If yeah. if yeah, okay, somewhere if, let's say let's say eleven for the sake of of rounding numbers downwards. Okay, so now you're at thirty some odd thousand dollars, yeah, and you have a house that is worth at that point what? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be worth upper anywhere from. Upper fifties to probably upper sixties or more. Yeah. Then you put your extra cosmetic work into it. Yeah. Because now, now let's say you've done all this. Do you want to live in that property? You're going to make money off this property. What we talk about are investors that are wanting to put their money in this property to make money. So okay, so this 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 compared two different properties. Okay. Because we have another one that was rehabbed very very well. My gracious. Great property. So a little bit about this property is we was a three two. It was origi- originally yeah, it was originally when a it was purchased. Three two downstairs was total crap, so we gutted the downstairs basement, took it down to a two one, did a great rehab refinish on it. Refinished beautiful hardwood floors, oh buried underneath carpet. And, and every I think every oh one of those gosh. houses over there, just yeah. about every one of them has original hardwoods, and most of them are great. Yeah, like when you rip up that carpet, that sixty year old carpet that's gross. They have gorgeous hardwoods underneath. Gorgeous. I mean, you just have to refinish them. So, did all that, redid the kitchen, new appliances. We gutted that kitchen. Gutted it. Gutted it. There was really nothing gutted. left. So, I just did a really nice cleanup job, uh, especially on the interior of this property. Leased it out. I guess we just leased it in no time flat, too. 17 days? Leased it. Um, yeah, less than 30 days. I think we ended up getting uh, $7.45 a month. We were asking $6.95. Renner had a couple of, uh, of pets. So, we actually. Increased by some pet rents, and uh, but yeah, we're we're getting seven forty five a month on this property. You could buy it for sixty five post rehab. Mm-hmm. Great rate of return, not nearly as good as the twenty two thousand one. But no, because that that was that was <laughs> pure gold, and I'm I'm a genius. But we, we, I definitely think we should talk about pet rent eventually because that's yeah. something that I think a lot of people just heard. Well, how do you start yeah. at six ninety five and now it's at seven forty five? Yeah. There's pet rent. That is. A really interesting concept that I, in the future, I think we really should delve into the intricacies of that yeah. and, and how that makes makes folks money and why everyone should allow pets. Please, if you own a property and you're considering renting this property and you say, "Hey, no pets, please," just yeah, you're you're excluding a huge percentage of your I can't fathom that. I can't fathom it. Yeah. Well, and, and just just very briefly, and we'll get off pet rents, but pet rents accepted within the industry across the nation now. Mm started from apartment complexes and that's really where it generated its its start point and then property managers started to pick up on it and people love their pets yeah hands down so i'm a pet lover i've got a couple i have one yeah you've got one it's it's, you can't 
you can't take a property and say you can't have a pet here. That's if you if you're trying to invest in property, if you want to make money on, yeah, on nationally, property, you're excluding almost seventy percent of your your renter base. So, and in, in my mind, yeah, as, if I'm taking in a client that says that, my mind goes, oh, this person isn't serious about making money because <laughs> if you decide that you you only want a quarter of the population to possibly look at this house, then you're yeah, well, and and quite honestly, you're too invested in that house. Those stories get the, the ridiculous, the bad rap. They really do. It's really such a small percentage of people. I mean, we lease to a lot of tenants with pets, lots, hundreds, and I will say it's it's you know very low percentage of pet damage. And if typically if there's a pet damage, you might have one room of carpet that maybe. Fifi went to the bathroom on. Maybe oh they shoot up a door blind on the back door, scratch the back door trying to get back in. How much does that generally cost? At the you end? combine all those things, you're in it for, we'll say, $500 to fix all those items okay. combined. And that goes back to originally what we are talking yeah, about. And that might be high, actually. It is, it's a little high, depending on the size of the room. But sure. we'll just say $500 for the sake of argument. And that's going to go back to, if, you're, if you've purchased this property right, if you've spent... $22,000 to buy this property and you're renting it for almost $700 a month. What is $500 to you, Brian? Yeah. It's nothing. No. That's that's the goal. Plus buy. the fact that you're recouping some of it through Everything. non-refundable pet fees and pet rent. I mean, you're you're actually building you're building your reserve, so to speak, if you choose to do that with it. But but you're going to charge them back in the end. Absolutely. So. And and that's why it's very important no matter what happens. It's very important to buy right. Right. That's Absolutely. that's the whole thing. Absolutely. But view it as an investment property. Mm-hmm. Don't put an emotional, personal. I don't want some dog to pee it. on this carpet. This yeah. carpet is vintage. What? Don't put the vintage carpet in a that's property. Right. That's right. And that's that's what we are here to help advise you on. And in your you know in your rehab, you need to think that way as well. Absolutely. So, we have a lot of people that are rehabbing now that I mean they're only putting carpet in the bedrooms. I mean everything yeah. else is. Uh, I mean a lot of people are using the LVP mm-hmm. luxury vinyl plank product. It's gorgeous. It's bulletproof. It is oh looks just gosh. like real hardwoods. I mean, a variety of different color schemes. You can match up everything beautifully in the stuff. I mean, you can drop a pan from waist high and you don't even ding the oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. If it gets wet, who cares? You just wipe it off. Yeah. So, beautiful product. Hey, everybody. Brian and Jonathan here. We just want to interrupt and tell you about one of our sister companies, the Birmingham Insurance Group. Cash flow is what matters, and to maximize cash flow, an investor needs their broker to know their industry. Birmingham Insurance Group, a.k.a. Big, does just that by specializing in the single-family residential rental market with customized products to fit investors' needs. Providing 24-7 online access, you can pay your bill, add or remove properties, issue certificates, and much more, day or night. And best yet, they're available in all 50 states. So don't hold back on buying those rental properties. Reach out to Richard Davis and his team today at BIG and see what they can do for you. You can reach them at 205-616-1107 or online at bhaminsgroup.com. All right, so let's get back to... All right, local, the benefit yeah. of the local. All right, so we're looking at your $23,000 example property yeah. that you just closed on last week. So let's figure out, okay, so kind of run us just real briefly. Our client was, I mean, he's always looking, yeah. obviously. So how did you get the start and where? what did you do with that once you had the information? Hey, I'm looking okay. for another property. He, Yeah, he, he had mentioned the rule of 1%, mm-hmm. which that's... 
I think a lot of people listening to us probably understand what that means. One yeah. percent. That means on a twenty-two thousand dollar property, if you're only, making if you're making two hundred and twenty dollars a month, that's one percent. Uh, that's what you're drawing in rent. That's one percent. That's one percent a month. I think that's yeah. a really. I think a lot of people hear one percent like, well, I don't want to make one percent back on a property. That's one percent per month. Yeah. Which yearly. Yeah. Means twelve percent. Right. That's that's what that's what we're talking about here. If you make and it's just a benchmark. It's a it great a great way to. Add a benchmark to give you drive toward a lot of your return. Absolutely. You're going to have index markers for your return, and that's going to set the standard for it. And what? That's a quickest scope, really. It is a very quick yeah. scope. And I'm going to back that up one more time before I get to why that property was important to me. Why is 1% property? What are you making if you have, let's just, let's get the idea of 1% in our head real quick. If you have $100,000 mm-hmm. and you have $100,000 sitting in a bank because you're a good you're a good boy, and you take all your money, you don't spend it, and you put it in a bank. What is one? What is $100,000 making you annually in a bank? About the same amount if you stuffed it in your mattress right now. So nothing. <laughs> so, but but I'm, much. I've taken my money. I'm going to be safe with it. I'm going to put it in the bank because I don't want to lose this $100,000. It's making you nothing. Okay, now, if you have a CD, what does a CD make now? Nothing? Also nothing? Yeah, pretty close to nothing. So so nothing. Yeah. It just it covers inflation. Where else can you get 12%? That's my point. Is Where else can you make... 12% return per year with $100,000. Is, is, there, is there a lot of those? Not a lot of Audience? People listening? <laughs> I mean, if you know a place, hey, you've got my contact information. Let me know. That's that's properties. That's having that golden 1%. There's a reason that that's theirs. 12% annually on any large investment. That's a ton of money. Right. So we're going to... So we're... we're so when you had the initial investment with the uh, initial uh, conversation with the investor, yes. So then you come back and you're like, okay, you start looking. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that search. What does that look like? So uh, uh, and just just go from scratch to say, okay, someone knowing nothing about how you can how do you yeah. conduct such a search? Okay, you want me to talk about Polygon? So is that yeah, what let's I'm talk about to? the Polygon. Let's talk I'm about trying about to get polygon. you there, man. Okay, uh, okay. A, a lot of when you search through. Any of the services, your Zillows and blah, 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 blah. A lot of what they do when you go to search an area, you can put in a zip code and it's just going to pull up everything in that zip code. Yeah. And I think most of our audience is going to be familiar with Zillow. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Zillow. Yeah. And so you can pull up a radius or it's a big circle from one particular point. Right. And if you take a dot and put it on, let's use Vienna, the other property that we're talking about. Okay. Let's use that because this $22,000 property and the one that Brian was talking about that we put the LEP in went from a 3 to a 3-2 to a 2-1. Right. That one, that's in the same neighborhood, guys. This is the same neighborhood, essentially. And if you took a dot and dropped it on Vienna and said, hey, let's expand that out there and find all the properties that are, are good. And you zoomed out two miles. That's going to get you to the Birmingham airport. That's, that's right. going to get you to... Roebuck. That's going to get you to Irondale. Yep. That's going to that's going to pull you in properties literally ranging from two thousand dollars to probably three hundred thousand. Yeah. And how do you know which? Why? What? How, how do you interpret that? How do you interpret that? Yeah. That's literally without local two, without local knowledge without local knowledge. Okay. So that's what Zillow does. If you're buying from out of state and you don't understand these markets, that's why local is important. That's why when he reached out to me, he's like, I don't know these areas. I can just look at what is under this market, what is under these numbers. We're talking in some of these neighborhoods, it's, it's literally street by street. It so is. You want to be on the right street, not the street that's not there yet. Correct. So. Be- because there's, if you buy into a street that literally three quarters of them are burnt down, nobody wants to live on that street where, ha- where all those houses are burnt right. down or 
or where there's no pride in ownership. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about the owner occupant earlier, but yeah. a lot of these streets, man, you look down and they are taking care of their yards. yards. They've got flowers out. They've got ornamental stuff in their flower beds. We should definitely. That's that's part of where it comes to me. Cars aren't up on blocks. Yeah, I mean everything's running. Absolutely. There's there's no <laughs> barrels with fire coming out of them. You know, it's it's that's where it comes down to me is I know that area. That's that I think was the key portion. That's what gets me to draw my polygon, guys. When I am searching an area, I go into the listing services, the areas that people say, "Hey, I have a house for sale and it's in this area." I take individual points and I draw the areas which I think so different than Zillow. It's not different than Zillow. It's not a circle. You're customizing. I your customize scope. my scope into a literal polygon. I'm drawing a polygon because I'm like I know I don't want to look in this area over here, even though it's technically closer to this property than than that other one than this other property that I'm drawing around. I know that it's closer, but that is not really right. something that's important. I don't want to it's look over there. Comparable. It's not a true comparable because that's a different city or. That's in an area where if you walk over there, I mean, you're going to smell the cars that are burning and, and or, or there's an airplane literally about to hit you in the head. I mean, yeah. so so I draw a very custom scope for what I'm looking for. I'm looking for houses that can be this glorious 1%. All right. So you, you, you're searching based on a neighborhood you've got some experience with. You've I've all tested. Polygon, polygon. So you've, I mean, the golden nugget just... Yeah. Perfect. Up. Absolutely. Okay. And so that, where do you where do you go from there? Well, the, the, I saw that my mind went crazy because I'm like six hundred dollars plus twenty two thousand dollars. It's three percent. So really seeing some dollar signs. I, that's exactly what I saw. Okay. I saw gotcha. there was a beam of light shined on my computer and it went look at that one. <laughs> and so I said, okay, wait, wait a second. So the the things went off in my head. This is under one percent. Why is this under 1%? Why is this house for sale for $22,000? Right. And when all of the other factors make it seem unattainable at that price range, why would it be at $22,000? So I call the agent. I call and ask, what's going on with this property? Well, it needs this, that, the other thing. But the reality is it's a charity that owned the, owned the property. Okay. So it was a great situation. Fundamentally the house is fine, right? Yeah. Cosmetic. Cosmetics great. It's be all cosmetics. And it's just it was golden. It was everything about it worked out to where And that's the front end. That's part of the due diligence. Yeah. And that's why you need Yeah, you've got to do the rest of the due diligence, obviously get your home inspector in there, check the property out, make sure it's sound. And I knew that my investor client has the resources to to take this property from where it's sitting now. He has general contractors in hand to take this property and fit his plan. But reality is anybody that's trying to invest in an area would have fit that plan. The, real, the reality is the, that house, the yeah, numbers so, work for no matter so we'll, who you are. So we'll look at this example. So is that example, is that a buy and hold property for the individual investor? Or is that something he's probably going to flip out to another investor? He's going to flip it. He's okay. going to flip it out to another investor because luckily he... he he well, has is so far below the one percent that you're going to do improvements to it, and sure. you're still going to be he's, at or below absolutely. the one percent. So. And and he, he in his mind, he's like, I can do anything with this property. That's the great value of finding your specific market, finding that that golden nugget is because it gives you all the options. He has all the options with that property. He could retail that property if he wanted to because he's in it right. so little. That's right. And he's going to put he's going to do a great rehab on it. I've seen his his 
general yeah, contract work. Great work. Yeah, I've seen it. I know the product that he's going to end up with. He can retail that property to the person who's going to buy in it and live in it for yeah, the rest of their life. He can sell it to an owner occupant. So you really have three options. So you have the he's owner got occupant. Three. You've got the buy and hold strategy, or you have the buy, rehab, lease up, and sell to another investor. And he so, he could buy it and hold it for five or ten years, and then he could refinance the equity out of it. Yeah, there's he has so many options on that price that that property. Because he had a local agent looking into a specific yeah, so area. W- once you guys decided to put it under contract, yeah. make the offer. So what? how long was that process between making the offer and closing the property? We made the offer at the toward the end of January, and we closed right before Valentine's Day. So it was... Three weeks? Three weeks. Awesome. That's three weeks awesome. tops. Cash transaction. Cash transaction. Yeah. The, the offer of that was less than a day. I mean, when when we back and forth done. Yeah. Yeah. Good hey, we, we want to buy this property. Hey, it's the price at this point. Yeah, hey, we'll give you this. There's, there's Sweet, a lot to go done. into it. But if you bought per- properties before, you understand contingencies and allowing yourself some outs and doing your due diligence, the inspection and making sure you've got a sound property. So yep. a local provider can help you with all that. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to shift gears. Yeah. And I guess I'll be the one talking about the product like Roofstock. Yes, I think so, you should. Okay. So let's, let's get started on that one, and then we'll just kick it off, and we'll so, we'll compare the differences. Yeah, between. and I think the final the final thing to take away from that property is that wasn't listed up on some roof stock. It wasn't listed up on yeah, some other totally service. Off-market. It was it was just a gem of a property. Well, off, off the, well, ideally, it would have been if it were in the MLS, mm-hmm. you could go with the argument that it is out there nationally. Sure, it's going to be through a syndicated site through Absolutely. the MLS. It's not something that the public's seen yeah. all the time. And so. that what so the point is that wasn't driven to investors as hey, every investor in the nation, look it was at this. Run out there to everybody. It was just a local the what it boils down to is there was a local agent that understood the value of this property, mm-hmm. understood that this is in a good area, this will have a appreciation, this is at a good price point, someone should buy this property and make money. And I had an investor that was open to find if you find a property that that fits this criteria let me know and I'll buy it and that one just fit all of those things it wasn't in some big system it was there was a local agent that saw that property and said hey you need to buy this okay and he did now how often does that happen Brian very rarely how, how especially many, when it's on the MLS it's usually too late by then absolutely and probably in this case probably what was happening is it was priced so low. People thought there were significant issues with the Correct. property and just bypassed it altogether because yeah. it was probably more work than they wanted to deal with. Absolutely, so. that's that's what people thought. Yeah, but and for it, the right person who's geared, who can be do able it. to handle that, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, it's a it's a gem. And so, but that's not going to happen a lot. I mean, unless right. you have a local agent that that understands why each street is different, why you should buy this right. over that. Right. We're educated in that. That I'm educated in helping investors make money buying properties. Right. I, so I'm, that's. All right, so, That's right. so let's take that, yeah. and now let's flip to the other side of the equation. Okay. And let me kind of explain how that system works, the yeah. benefits to that, and how you do a combination between that national provider mm-hmm. versus, or, or in conjunction with, is yeah. how I should say, a partner with the local provider on the ground that gives you real information. Okay. So let's, so, let's, let's so we're dive saying, into that. So we're saying... Now, you're sitting on your sofa. I'm you're sitting looking, on my sofa. You're looking for property. You've heard yep. great things about Alabama. Yep. Birmingham specifically. Yep. I don't, and I don't have me. Right. I don't have me. That's right. You don't, I don't have, have you. me. You don't have you. So where do I go, Brian? So you go to roofstock.com. Okay. 
and you're searching in Alabama, you're going on their website, you're drilling mm-hmm. down into Birmingham, yeah. you're seeing what's available. So now, this piece of information that we're about to discuss, uh-huh. you know that the properties listed on that site have yeah. been vetted in advance. Okay, now what does that mean? Like, why, How do they get vetted? Where does that come <clears> from? How? Why do I trust that if I buy something off of this property or off of this website, how am I, how am I, do I know that my hand, my, my money is in good hands? Yeah. And so there's going to be two variations. So there's going to be the vetted property that's being fed in from either individual that's a member mm-hmm. or a property management or brokerage firm. Okay. So they're feeding property in. And then basically part of that process is here's Roofstock's going to do their valuation of the property submit that back. And I'm just using the example of the seven properties we discussed. Okay. So they came back with valuations on all seven across three marketplaces in Alabama. Okay. So they've done all their due diligence to say, at least this is where we think if this property reaches this benchmark, which is our minimum criteria for the property, which is going to make sure all systems are good to go. There's been some level of rehab on the property. It's sound property. There've been some upgrades. So it's a, it's a, it's a value add type thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're saying if all these criteria are met, then we feel that the property is going to list at this. The owner of the property agrees to that price point, and then from that point, they bring in their inspection team. They take their own photos, professional photos, they inspect the property to make sure it is up to those standards. Okay. And then once all that's done, then if the property is tenanted, so we'll look at that example first. Okay. So then they're requesting from the management firm or the mm-hmm. landlord a copy of the current lease agreement yeah. and the tenant ledger. Okay. Okay. Showing that these things, they can be seen by the potential investor. So, Jonathan, sure. you can click on it and say, mm-hmm. hey, I got a lease until next August of 2020. That's sure. awesome. That's great. And it's getting $800 a month. So I know I'm going to buy that property. Right. And, and then, I know that I have this much money coming in. And then you're clicking day. on this tenant Mm-hmm. ledger, okay? So we're not putting your information out there, but you're seeing their payment history. Sure. You're seeing that, yes, wow, they're making their payments on time. They're mm-hmm. not paying late. Sure. Uh, they pay like clockwork. So so you're getting those aspects. Yeah. So then you are then you can dive in deeper on that property, and then you can get in contact with Roofstock. Say, hey, I'm interested in this property. Mm-hmm. So then they'll, once you get that interest level, and then you can make an offer on the property, and it works a lot like a, a traditional real estate Transaction at okay. that point. Yeah. But one of the other things, and I'm going to back up <clears> just a minute, because one of the things they'll do is they'll project your performa for that property. Okay. What okay. does that look like? So what that looks like, and we see these requests all the time, yeah, so do. you know exactly what I'm talking about. So Roofstock will send us a request that we've got a property at 123 Elm Street. Mm-hmm. It's this address, this square footage, and we're estimating the rent return per month to be at this level. Mm-hmm. So they're asking us, the local partner, the yeah. property manager, the professional. There you go. What is this property going to rent for mm-hmm. on a monthly basis? So we're able to perform our own analysis independent of theirs and either validate, reduce, or increase that yeah. number. And then we give them that feedback, and then they're using the feedback from the local provider. So that's in where in conjunction with their own. So analysis. that's where someone else is going to draw a polygon, and as opposed to just a Zillow. That's where that's, that's right. where somebody that's right. gets gets that opportunity the to say that is you're not you're not. You don't have to know the local guy. You don't have to know the local guy, but you're not relying on the person trying to sell the property mm-hmm. to give you a rental rate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen that go bad in the, in the past. Oh, my you, gosh. You know, I've, I've had cases in the past. Investment Network, way back, before 07, 08, oh, they man. were just forecasting rents two and $300 more than what they were actual per month. So yeah. when you're making a decision as, as an investor, that's a very important piece because you need to know what's what's going to be driving sure. your your rate of return. So so anyway, so all that's done. 
And then once you're in the process, if the house is listed by a property management firm who's a partner there, mm-hmm. you're coordinating inspections through the manager sure. who's also dealing with the tenant. Yeah. Okay. So we're not upsetting the apple cart. So yeah. we're handling the tenant correctly. Tenant understands what's going on. So you don't lose that tenant, you don't lose that tenant when you purchase the property. That's right. How often is that? Or happen? at least renew. You want to retain them. And that that's a thing that I don't know if a lot of people really expect to happen, but that does happen. Oh, it happens. It and happens. Th- that happens when someone, if you buy a property because you've, you've decided, okay, I know that this has already got a tenant in there. It's already making this much money. Great. I know that that's guaranteed money. It's not always. Yeah, it's not. If you buy that property and- Well, and it freaks tenants out sometimes. Right. And then they, they, they don't know what's going on. And if you're not informing them what's going on, then they come to their own assumptions. So and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get kicked out. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, mm-hmm. we know how to handle that. Leases run with the property, not the owners in our state. So, yeah. so knowing all those nuances and then reassuring the tenant and working with the tenants. And if the tenant, you know what, if the tenant can't take off work to meet an inspector, we're going to go out and meet the inspector ourselves. So we're going to so offer that to our partner. That's right. We've got master keys on, on, well, I should say master keys. It's not a master key, but we have keys sure. within our key system and we're able to access the property and we always reach out to the tenants first to see what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And then we react from that. So then we're working with our partner to get the deal closed. Yeah. So, and of course, as a management firm, our obvious goal there is to try to get the management business once the new owner takes possession of the property. Sure. So that's the win-win too. So you're working with a property manager straight from the get-go. You've yeah. You've got systems in place. You're always getting max max rate of return. So, so. you can, you can in theory, through a roof stock or a similar system, mm-hmm. if you just have... Okay, let's let's say I live in another state. I have income as a XYZ employee and I don't have enough time to go out to a different market than where I live and find a property and then make sure that I buy a property right and then make sure that I get the property managed and I don't upset the tenant and then make sure that that tenant makes their rent payment and I get all this. That's what owning property and being a landlord is. Right. Is finding the right property, making sure that the property is in good shape, making sure that your tenant is happy and you making money off of it. That is that's how we make money on property that as kind of, a landlord. The rent stabilized product is a beautiful thing because in essence you can start what in it's investment, but it's really business. Mm-hmm. You're starting a business that's already got all the pieces in place. Yeah. Your property management firm's already there managing the property. The property's already performing. I mean, there's so many nuances, so many different directions you can go with that. But if you don't want to invest a huge amount of time into that, that's a great way to do it. You can do it. You can initiate it from your computer, have all that stuff running while you're doing your own career, dealing with your own family and all that kind of stuff. So you can pretty much get this almost where it's just automated and I barely have to do anything. That's right. That's right. I can, I can, if I have all this extra income that I don't have to have right now and it's just sitting in a bank making me 0% as we talked about earlier, making me nothing, I can take this money and say, hey, let's use these experts that know what they're doing. I can, that property is performing well according to all factors that this trusted source says, hey, this property is worth buying. Trusted partners. Trusted partners. It's trusted partnerships. And, now can use the property managers that are already handling that property. I don't have to go in there and talk to that tenant. I don't yeah. have to make sure that the maintenance is being done. I don't have to I mean, gosh, make you sure know that our, our systems are cloud-based and there's portals. And I mean, it's just so easy access for another. So I can make money. I can go buy a house sitting on my desk, sitting at my desk at yeah. work or yeah. sitting at home. On your lunch bed. break. On my lunch break. Yeah. I can make sure that a property manager is handling all that to where I can just go home. I've purchased this property. I don't even have to think about it anymore. That's right. Until tax time when I go, yeah, oh, I need to get your monthly get that, reporting. Uh, you're going to get your payment and your checking account each month. And 
It's just yeah. there. Yeah. I don't have to touch anything. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's just there. Making me money. That's, I mean, that's, gosh, how great is that? I mean, I know as an investor myself, all my properties are in our property management platform. I'm like, yeah. why would I try to, you know, manage Why would you do this myself? by yourself? Why? We've got all these resources and all these systems. So I don't want to drive to yeah. some other place and go pick up rent check. So, I don't want to have to. So I think, you know, I think if we scale back to just summarize this thing real quick so we can get wrapped up for today, I think that local expert, you're still piecing together your team, mm-hmm. right? So you're not coming into an established situation with a team necessarily. Yeah. You can once you identify your provider. Yeah. Okay. You can find somebody like us that mm-hmm. has general contractors and we can do project management, general contracting. We can handle all of lease up mm-hmm. management. And then sometimes you find a local provider and you've got to piecemeal these things sure. together to build the business model. Mm-hmm. Flip side of that is sit at your desk at lunch, sitting on your sofa at nighttime, buy a property, you know, obviously pique the interest in it and then all the due diligence starts sure. to roll. But it's automated. Yeah. And there's preferred trusted partnerships there that are already established. Absolutely. The properties are already performing. You know what to expect. You're just transitioning ownership from the old owner to the new, and then you're plugging yourself in. You've got a business up and running. Absolutely. Just like that. Yeah. So so that is, you know, that's what we wanted to bring to everybody's attention today. There are a couple of different options, and mm-hmm. those are just two small examples of the same properties. Yeah. Showing up in different different formats, yeah, absolutely. Locally versus Nationally. national listings. Mm-hmm. So, so great stuff. I think that pretty much wraps us up for today. Absolutely. If you're out there and you're you're interested in working through either of those two systems, if you have questions about how do I get involved in this, how do I make sure that my money is passively increasing, and and how can I passively find uh, new incomes. If, if you're also out there and you're like, I really am interested in getting out there and locally finding these golden golden properties that are, you know, going to have a higher rate of return, honestly, yeah, than, than, than these bigger ones. But you got to hunt for them. Yeah. If, if you're out there and you, you have questions about any of these, guys, make sure and reach out to us. Go on our website. Yeah. A- uh, make an inquiry. AHIproperties.com. Again, that's AHIproperties.com. Just put an inquiry in. Jonathan and I will be happy to reach back out Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. Ask us any questions you have. If you just want to talk about some of the different systems that are out there, we can help you out with that as well. Absolutely. Um, but reach out to us, guys. We're, we're here all the time. And we'll, we'll try and help you, direct you to whichever really investment platform or strategy is, is best for you. And uh, we can customize some stuff for you. We can yeah. we can just help you out. Yeah. So, so we'll look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, we'll be opening doors all over town. Absolutely. And uh, remember to love where you live. The songs Lobby Time, Retro Future Clean, and Rocket Power were created by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org licenses by 3.0 on the web.